0: Welcome to the Woke Finance Podcast, the podcast that talks all things finance and all things finance related. The team are here to help educate and inform you on financial matters, whilst hopefully entertaining you on the way. We recommend that you seek legal, tax and regulated financial advice before making any financial decisions. And with that out of the way, here are your hosts, Peter and Jax with this
1: week's episode.
0: It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax, how are you today?
1: Yeah, Peter, I'm very well, I'm doing very good, um, I'm looking forward to this episode. Uh, I realized it it's been 10 years since I fully left university. Wow. It would have been more than 10 years. More, um, it's more, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have been more uh, for my bachelor's degree, but I, I also went back mm. to my master's degree, so it's been 10 years since I finished that. Crazy.
0: Wow, 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 ten years campus life, man Camp well, for those of you like me and Jack who so lived on campus as well, so, but no, that is crazy. um, yeah, just flies by, man before we know it all career people and stuff.
1: I can't believe it it's it's, it's gone so so fast. I still remember my first day at university yeah <laughs> and yeah, it's, I, I can't believe it's been ten years.
0: Wow! 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 And for our listeners, you're probably wondering why? Why on earth are we talking about um what uni was like ten years ago, etc. Well, it's quite relevant to the episode. Um, and before we just introduce episode, just a massive shout out to our listeners all over the world, wherever you are, we appreciate you and recognise you. But today, um, I mean. Right now, we're going to be talking a bit about for those looking to study in particular university, actually, Um, university um, for millions of people that have across the world that have been to university um, is obviously quite a... Um, an important part of someone's journey for those that choose to go um but one thing about it especially for the whole academic year there is a finance element especially oh, even yeah. if if you choose to stay at home even but even if you go out especially if you go out and live on campus as well there's a massive financial element man but Jax can you remember what it was like just in general managing your finances when it came to university
1: Well, <laughs> oh, absolutely I mean uh you know I I got the student loan um, to pay for my tuition fees, which is a standard procedure generally for most of us who grew up in our background. (laughs) Um, I also got the full maintenance loan as well. So that's Mm. separate to the tuition loan that was to kind of help pay for things like my accommodation. Um, And I also got the means tested grants as well, Mm. uh, which was there to support me because I came from a low income family. And I think I also got a bursary, which was a bit a smaller amount, but um, it was about a couple hundred, which is very, very, uh, which is a very nice touch, which I think I totally forgot that it existed. Hmm. And so when I did receive it, it was a very good boost uh, to my income at the time. But yeah, I do remember um, having to manage my money quite intentionally. But where I think I was very uh, privileged was that very, very interestingly, and I know many people don't know this. I actually shared a room in my first year. Mm. I know it's uh, looking back. I don't know how I did That's it. That's <laughs> mad, you know. That is yeah. crazy.
0: Even just thinking about how <laughs> was this a very big room?
1: <laughs> well, it was. It was a. It was a decent sized room where you yeah. definitely felt that you know you had your spaces. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't right next. You know, you wasn't on top of each other. But um, what's even interesting is I shared a room with a complete stranger.
0: Mm, so, wow so,
1: okay yeah so that was very very interesting however financially what that done was that it meant that of course that room we shared the, the, the price right so it was halved um and I know one of my mates a friend who I met obviously at university he uh had the full room to himself the full ensuite suite room and he paid exactly the full price so whilst mm-hmm. we were paying half the price he was paying full price so yeah, that was a huge uh an interesting period. <laughs> wow,
0: yeah, I don't even think I knew after I don't, I don't remember you ever telling me that actually. That is really interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I shared I shared a room with, with a guy, you know, um when we got uh news that we bought, that we uh had um been admitted to university. So I got into my, my university, which was Loughborough. Um there was this thing on UCAS. Um, where you can meet people going to your university and studying your course, etc. And so I joined that network and met people that were staying in my halls. Yeah. And generally, the way it was supposed to work was that uh, they would just place you with somebody, uh, mm. somebody random. Um, but I met someone on there who you know was of Nigerian descent, um, and we we got speaking about you know our backgrounds. He wasn't from London; he was from Stoke-on-Trent, which again was quite interesting for me. Uh, But we just decided, hey, look, we're both uh, from a similar background. We probably understand each other a bit more. So why don't we, uh, you know, email the university to place us together in the same room? Mm. And that's what we've done. So even though he was a complete stranger to me, um, I still had met him online first before I met him in person.
0: Yeah, and I I can just imagine when you look back of it how much money you must have saved um, yeah. by doing that as well. So no, that, that's really good, Jackson. and even just that little t- well tip, mm-hmm. something that you took advantage of in terms of saving money um, or not spending as much as maybe some others um, were spending at the time. Now um, I guess just even taking a step back for the person thinking about university, or we all know so that's planning on going to university, might be our, you know, children, family members, friends, all of that stuff, friends, children, all of that stuff. What are the key expenses that people, the main expenses that people need to be thinking about? Obviously the obvious one is where you're living.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, of course, you know, accommodation. And generally what you find is going to university, Peter, you will start, you know, picking up expenses that the average adult picks up. Yeah. Okay. So so you know yes, you have to look after yourself. So you have to eat. So food is one of those. So groceries. uh finding. And this out... is particularly
0: if you're living out of home.
1: Well, exactly? Exactly, and I know you know uh, the situations can be different. Some people lived in accommodation where there's food cooked. Mm. Um, but actually, interesting. Even even a lot for those people that I knew that were living in uh, halls that uh, made food, they they still had to do shopping for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So um yes, food is definitely a, a big one. Uh, and of course, let's be honest, it's university going out and mm. enjoying yourself. Um, clothes. Um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, every cost that you generally expect someone to um have as an adult, um, is these are the kind of costs that you will face. And 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 I think what's even interesting, Peter, is this is probably the first time that you will have all these uh kind of adult expenses coming your way which makes it interesting, but also potentially difficult if you're not very intentional.
0: And I think it was quite interesting, Jax. Um, And obviously it's much better now as time goes on and generations after generation. But in our generation, a lot of us were the first ones to go to university at that time. So, it was a massive shock to our system in terms of someone saying, Listen, when you start to u- university, you are literally going to have to be budgeting for your own food. It's not a joke thing, right? Yeah, when you not. was young, food just used to pay out of nowhere. But right now, you literally need to put money aside, get food. On top of that, you have access to the library, which you get um, you know, books, but you will also have to buy some books as well. And these are not cheap. So so much and just general living, traveling around, clothes, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um and I, and
1: yeah, yeah. that's it. This, this stuff even starts before you get to university. But yes, this is a lot of the times that's where you can get family support. But you know, yep, even yep, yep. um, you know, your your bedding, your 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 uh pots and pans and, and that kind of stuff, you have to and and, and yeah, as you said, your your books and your pens, etc. You have to buy all these things before you go. But as you are there, you have to maintain it. Um and yes, you have to update it sometimes as well. So yeah, lots of lots of different costs that people will face. And so it's extremely important that at this stage of your life, if you haven't already, this is the time to really get into the habit of good budgeting.
0: Good budgeting. Absolutely, man. And this all falls into, you know, a bit uh, independent living as you're getting older. Once you're 16, 17, you start to, people might start to be thinking about that because you start uni um, <clears throat> when you're 18. And it's all about really getting used to that independent living, even, you know, buying things to clean the place you're living in. You know, I, I remember back in university and um, there were some people in our halls or just generally that didn't have the best hygiene because, It wasn't something they practiced um, or they prioritized. And when I say hygiene, I mean cleanliness, not the actual body, but cleanliness. You go to their place and there's just rubbish everywhere and all of that stuff. But this stuff costs money to keep clean as well. So even the little things can add up. But it's so important to have a think about that.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, um, so let's let's talk about some of the things that I think um we definitely have to be very mindful of when it comes to our personal finances mm-hmm. when 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 we you know go to university. Um and I think I, I want to start off with one that I think is huge, Peter. Um one that has caught so many people out. Um, and that is your overdraft is not your money. Ooh. Say that again, my bro. <laughs> your overdraft is not your money. Um, neither are credit cards or any form of consumer debt. Mm. I think you know, this is I say it's big because a lot of the time when we, when I come across people struggling with debt, that habit of picking up of picking up debt and that kind of stuff started at a young age, and a lot of them did say it started at uh university. Mm. Why? Because, especially here in the UK, I'm not exactly sure about the US, but here in the UK, it's probably the first time you've been introduced to the concept of a no interest or, or student type of overdraft, mm. where you might have £500 limit or £1,000 limit, where you can spend essentially the bank's money and not pay interest on it. Mm. And so uh, if you're not very responsible, you can very quickly think that, you know, the bank's money is actually your money. Your overdraft Mm. is actually your money. And that can very, very quickly spiral out of control where you just get used to spending money that's not actually yours and not paying it back on time as well.
0: And let me tell you how that can, you know, get people. I remember that was probably... When I, because I definitely took um a, a graduate loan back there. I think I was what's eighteen, right? And that mm-hmm. was one of the things I was advertised. I'm eighteen. I'm thinking, what this is? What I, I think back then it was about a thousand pounds overdraft without paying any interest, right? Um, mm-hmm. and bearing in mind, you're not looking at the small print, and. I... You know, when the product was uh, sold to me at the time, I don't remember them saying, you know, if there's a limit on this for how many years it's interest-free, what's the process? Um, And I've also, at the time, I remember it was such a common thing across my peers. You know, you can get this, it was so treated as such a norm. Um, And these, when I say peers, I mean other 18-year-olds, no one older is telling us (laughs) about these things that, listen... Think twice if you're going to take this. Understand that it's not your money. It's not free money. But throughout the whole university experience, you're literally treating it as if it is your money. Um, And what I'll probably end on that is that with a lot of those products back then, I'm assuming it's fairly similar now, is that they actually don't stay interest-free. So when you graduate, they turn into a graduate overdraft. And then after about 12 months, you start paying interest. But you're you're not aware of that when you're in uni. And bearing in mind, when you finish uni, it's not like you're going to have, for most people, you're not going to have this big job. It's your starter job, right? So you're not even thinking about how I can pay that down. But then all of a sudden, you've got interest to pay on it. Yeah. I
1: mean, I don't want to start any conspiracy, but I think... (laughs) <laughs> when, you, when you target an 18-year-old and you say the 18-year-old is now an adult and they can make decisions, um, etc., what, what what happens very quickly is you're you're given a, a young man or woman the opportunity to, to start building up a habit that can allow them to become uh, a slave to you over the long term.
0: <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when you're 30, you're consistently a slave in terms of extreme uh, consumer debt, and you don't even really pinpoint it. That like, it was back to when you started off, uh, yeah. when you was going to yeah. uni. They got you from when you were 17, 18. <laughs> exactly, and
1: you, you've compounded that that you know bad habit of many, many, many years, and that's why you're stuck, and that's why you're still using uh, the same bank and taking up different types of debt.
0: Well, it's not a conspiracy. It's just a great business model for the banks. Obviously, is, we're the victims in this, but yeah,
1: yeah. We, we call it passive income for for the banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, so um, I think it's it's one of the things that I think is is very important for the young people to to know is to try their best to avoid, uh, debt. Yeah, of course, you know, debt can come in many ways. And, uh, you know, sometimes we feel as if there's no other way but debt, right? Mm-hmm. If your uh, income or the loan that you've taken up can't cover your costs, then you may think that uh, debt is the only way. But I'm here to assure you that that's not true. Hmm. Um, in my humble opinion, and let me know if you agree, Peter, I don't think you should take on any debt generally when you're at university. 100%. Um, well, I would say, and I actually saw this when I was at uni, and I didn't understand it at the time. But I actually came across quite a few people that were doing part-time jobs at university.
0: Likewise, yeah, I was one yeah. of them, man. Huh? Yeah.
1: Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, shout so...
0: out TK Maxx. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so you know you are you're not uh <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for. You you can't take on a part-time job whilst at university. I think sometimes we we uh, may lie for ourselves and say, "Hey, I'm too busy studying." We know we're not that busy studying, (laughs) right? So all that extra time, you're
0: never too busy to go partying or anything, but you're too busy (laughs) to get a job.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So so. So I I think it's it's, it's very, very important to, you know, get your priorities, right? Um, Right. And if you can find a part-time, you know, firstly, I don't think, it's not just the fact that you can obviously get the financial benefit of having that extra income through the work. But one one thing I even struggled with with, with after university was the fact that I didn't have much work experience Mm. of just doing any job, right? So I think, you know, you can definitely kill two birds of one stone if you want to. Um, And if you want to earn an income by taking on um, a part-time job, which will definitely help you.
0: No, absolutely, man. And you're right. There's so much more to the income. It's that real life experience um, of working in, yeah, being in the world of work from such a young age, even if it's, you know, a nice uh, retail job as well, which is really helpful. Lots of retail um, companies looking for students, um, help with shop floor, all of that stuff. So, yeah. Um, and then also, just to be honest, um, I'm not touching it, but when it came to student loans and the way the money was paid to us, it was almost by term. Yes. So it wasn't every month. So when I was doing part time job, I got to see like a few hundred quid at 18 years old and um, every month. I wasn't doing like loads and loads of shifts or so, but it was great to see that consistent money coming
1: in. Yeah. And I could definitely supplement um, the loan itself. Um, You can use that to do, you know, if you're someone who, I know you didn't, you also really a partier. And actually, just to add to the whole idea of earning an income, what I did, um, if you remember, Peter, is I became more entrepreneurial at university. Mm. So I actually started uh, putting on events. Um, It wasn't so popular at Loughborough. And so I used the opportunity to link up with a few of my friends and actually start an event uh, or company, if you want to put Mm. it that way. And that was a way for us to also earn an extra income, uh, which again, helped to supplement my lifestyle.
0: Hmm. And and again, that is, yeah, you being creative to generate income from such a young age. And look how that benefits you in the future in terms of your way of thinking and being entrepreneur even to this day.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, th- that's also something I want to add to, to uh, what we're talking about, which is... Um, whilst you're at university you would find great opportunities to um, learn different things and, and the reason why I say that is because you actually have a lot of time at university yeah um, you know it's not as in terms of lectures and, and tuition and seminars it's not as aggressive as it was in secondary school or even mm-hmm. sixth form college right so you do find yourself with so much time and I think That time can be used so effectively. Yes, of course, find time for leisure and et cetera, et cetera. But I think you can use that time so effectively to do other things that can benefit you going forward, Mm. whether it is part-time, whether it is more entrepreneurial work. And Peter, I've actually come across people that have picked up extra qualifications whilst at university Mm. or have learned new skills, technical skills whilst at university, Mm. separate from their actual degree. And I no. think that's something they can definitely do and people can definitely, um, you know, take on board. And if I had to go back in my spare time, that's probably what I would have done. I would have looked mm. to see what actual skills that I can actually enhance or learn. Um, apart from the entrepreneur side, that's different from what I'm actually doing in my actual course. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, Woo take 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 me back, man. Take me back. (laughs) Um but now Jats, man, we've definitely got you know a few things there in terms of You know, avoiding taking on debt, um, finding ways to increase your income, part-time job. um, And on the entrepreneurial side, so much is happening in university. There's so many gaps. There's so many things that you can take advantage of to generate more income. It's university. (laughs) So much is going on. There's always a market, whatever it might be. Um, So, yeah, definitely um, that's a big one, man. What else in terms of what one should be thinking about in terms of preparing and how to budget for university as well?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we've, we've talked about finding ways to make more money, which we think is important. But you have to also keep the costs as low as possible, right. right? Without completely, you know, diminishing your standard of living. It's, it's one of those rules we talk about in, in personal finance as an adult, right? Through, through life. But you can definitely start at university. You know, where can you cut costs? Um, For example, can you take advantage of student discounts? Mm. Right, there's many stores... Uh, supermarkets that will give you a discount because you are a student okay mm. I know you get the roll card um if you're traveling you get I think yeah. a third off. that was how much we got when I was at university I'm not exactly sure if that's the same but you definitely get a lot of student discounts and sometimes if you don't check you just don't know mm. um so definitely think about where you can really find a, a lot of student discounts um and also if you want to take it even further okay this is you know just being a bit more creative one thing I'd done in my second year of university Peter was that I realized that Loughborough was uh, it was a university town so the whole town was based on a university hmm. I think the statistic was about two-thirds of all the people around there are actually students um and so and it's a small town so you can actually get around it's small but not too small so you can hmm. walk but if you want to get around quite quickly, then you may need to take an Uber, etc. Um, when I realized this, I said, well, why do I get myself a bicycle? Mm. Right. So I actually, I had a bicycle in London. So one day when I went to London, I, I took the bicycle back to Loughborough. And that's what I used as my main mode of transport when I was in my second year through to third year. Mm. Right? It was so efficient. <laughs> and of course, it, it, it saved me a lot of time. And it also improved my fitness
0: yeah yeah i love that um because yeah with university towns you've always got you know taxi firms doing these deals five pounds to anywhere in town but which is very cheap right but it adds up when you're taking it all the time yeah. so having that bicycle getting around for free i love that actually yeah
1: yeah that, that really helped me i really i really enjoyed it and i think once once i did it everyone else in my house decided to do it and then we became this house of uh Five bikers.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and if you're a bit late on the lazy, so hopefully not, you know, there's obviously we have all these scooters and stuff now, but yeah, that's a really good shot.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you know what? If I'm honest, uh, Loveboy had this huge hill when he was making your way to the library. And I can't lie, I had to really take my time, <laughs> shift to gear one, and really, really take my time. Imagine in
0: the <laughs> summer as well, just dripping exactly. in sweat on that hill.
1: Exactly. So the scooters are definitely one of those. I think they're very, very efficient. Um, Mm. Some people like it, some people don't. But if Mm. it works for you, that's definitely an option. Um, But yeah, you know, I think there's always ways to be creative. I think everything that we're saying really comes down to the intentionality behind it, um, and the knowledge and the information that we've given. So just being aware that you know, going to university is an amazing time, it's an exciting time, you're going to get yourself a degree, etc. Uh, but it can be quite difficult. It is the first time that maybe you've you've you're, you've been uh, independent and you know you're living independently and you're having to you know budget and do things for yourself. It's exciting, but it's not easy. But I think once you are aware and you are intentional about these things, it can really really you know uh, turn things in your favour and you can actually come out of university um, with a bit of money as well. So that's what I actually done, Peter. By the time I graduated, I actually had a decent sum of money that I um, wanted to use to, to buy a car. Okay, Nice. So so you can always, you, budgeting starts at any moment, you can earn some money, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether it's a loan or a grant or a bursary, when money comes into your, into your hands, you can tell that money what to do. You can give that money at home. And so Peter, my one was I wanted to buy myself a car as a present to myself for graduating. And so for that reason, especially in my foundry I was very intentional with setting up another account where money was going to go into. And that was the account that I was going to use to buy my first car, which was the Vauxhall uh, Astra. <laughs>
0: love it. Love it. No, I really do love that, man. Um... And, you know, for, um, and just on the idea of budget, I mean, we talk about budgeting a lot on this podcast, but, um, and obviously anyone can go to university at any age, but for the ones that are starting um, from 18, the younger ones also, just very quickly um, to sum up, what does like a budget actually look like?
1: Yeah, so a budget, you know, there's two ways to look at a budget. I say, you know, a budget is really looking at your income and your expenses. Uh, So it does require you to understand the money that's coming into your account and then looking at the money that's leaving your account. Um, So income versus expenses. Your expenses um, will be ranging from something called fixed costs to variable costs. So when I say fixed costs, there's some things that are going to be consistent, whether it's on a weekly basis or monthly basis, etc. You know these costs are coming right it's not something that's going to be a surprise <laughs> you know that you're going to potentially do let's say a food shop every every week for example okay and so that that needs to be accounted for in the budget right so you account for it in your budget you place it as an expenditure as a fixed cost and you make sure that those costs are always covered and then you've got variable costs um, and variable costs some, sometimes are more based on wants than needs and so you need to, with these, you need to plan for them as well, okay? And so these ones, um, you can actually say, okay, well, this is how much I'm getting paid. I'm going to allocate a portion of the income that's left to this and that, okay? So that's the important thing. The way I teach budgeting is I tend to, um, I tend to encourage people to do a two-account budgeting system which is you have two accounts, the one that the money goes into and then the other account is the is the spending account. Okay. So to, to explain that in a bit of detail, Peter, what I mean is, you know, you get paid into, let's say, uh, for example, say your Barclays current account. Okay. You get paid, uh, let's say a thousand pounds. You know uh, that that one thousand pounds is, is, is there, but your fixed costs, things that you know you have to pay for, comes up to £500. So you leave half hundred pounds in their account, okay? And then you move the other £500 to another account. And the account that you move it to, that's the account that you do your spending plan, which is you now look to budget towards the things that you know are coming up. Uh, and those are usually the variable costs. So so to, to, to make that make sense, as, as an adult right now, I of university working and as my day, et cetera. I know, mm-hmm. for example, a mortgage is going to come. I know that my bills, my utility bills are going to come. So and, and let's say that comes up to, let's say, £2,000, right? And let's say I earn £3,000 a month. So I get £3,000 into my bank account. I leave 2000 in there to pay for the fixed cost. And then I move 1000 to another account. And that £1,000 is what I use to create a spending plan. And that one I look to see, uh, let's say Christmas is coming soon. I've got to save for hmm. Christmas presents. I've got to save for uh, some uh, new trainers, right? And that kind of stuff. That is a separate account to the fixed cost. And that's the way I like to budget. So re- relating that to students, when you get paid a student loan, um, your maintenance loan, and and i know the tuition loan actually doesn't come into your account i believe student finance actually paid the university directly yeah so there's there's that but when you get your maintenance loan um you know how much your accommodation is going to cost you know how much uh your food is generally going to cost and that's part of the exercise you should you should look and and do and, and check out how much you normally spend right keep that money in that account and then move Anything extra to another account and then create a spending plan for the things that you would want to spend whether it's the nights out, whether it's new books, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Does that make sense?
0: Makes perfect sense. And I uh, uh I hope our listeners are really taking note because this is so important. I mean, I'll be honest, just back in our day, we didn't have you know access to like lots of different budgeting apps, uh, mobile-friendly digital um, banking uh, apps back then uh, that are much more accessible today, um, where you can have things like sinking funds and open multiple different um, accounts or mini-accounts and stuff like that. So it's so important to be able to... Because, yeah, what I remember back in, um, especially first year when I got paid... What was it uh was it the grant that came straight into our bank my bank account I was just literally spending it from that one account basically as and yeah. as I please rather than setting a certain amount aside specifically for rent specifically for food etc and yeah. just managing obviously deep down I knew I was getting money from a part-time job but still wasn't the best approach
1: yeah yeah and, and it takes practice um mm-hmm. and it takes intentionality you know and it's easy to not be so specific with your finances when you think you've got enough. Yeah. Um, you know, but the truth of the matter is sometimes enough becomes, you know, scarce after a while because you haven't actually dealt with it enough properly. So it's very, it, very yeah. important to, to, to understand that
0: and then also when you get paid a specific amount like you know four figures into your bank account you automatically start to think you've got quite a lot of money but no when you really budget and break that down in terms of how much you how you've got to spend that over the term it's not as much but if you don't do a budget you'll be literally you know living a life at 18 years old I've got a couple of grand in my account thinking I'm a baller but no that... <laughs> yeah. and then when you realise that you know it's
1: running out then you turn
0: to the older <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. the banks are just waiting <laughs> they're just rubbing right. their hands and say see you in a couple of weeks <laughs>
1: yeah so so to conclude um i think that the most important thing is to understand that budgeting takes uh time and it yeah. is a skill yeah. um, but you have to be intentional with it um and i think university is an amazing time to start mm. if you haven't started already mm. right by doing that and being intentional with it not only would you have a financial security uh, not only would you be very um, assured with how things are being managed, you know, which allows you to relieve am- financial anxiety and that kind of stuff, but also it can allow you to be very um, proactive in seeing for things that you can enjoy. You know, whether it's uh, holidays in between the years, so after the first year, you might want to go on holiday. You might want to do what i done and say after university, I want you to buy a car. All of this can be done effectively and efficiently, efficiently, if we actually budget effectively.
0: Love that, love that. And for, for those that have never budgeted before, they don't have no one to check over their budget. Remember, you are paying your tuition fee. um, And as part of that, that provides you a service in the university. So there are lots of help in the, in the university you're going to, whether it's career advisors, support workers, run your budget by them. That's what they're there and paid for. So take advantage of all the services in your university, which you are paying for
1: yeah and, and look um ideally this is probably the last place i would say go but at the end of the day your parents are still there to support you right 100 um so if you get to a place where you are struggling financially um do not be uh like myself who's scared to ask for help or who was scared to ask for help um actually you can ask for support um, from your parents and for other uh, from other people as well so um, but so one of the other people I don't mean borrow money. I mean from yeah, your parents. Yeah. So go to your parents, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, or 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 someone who's who's uh, responsible for looking after you. Uh, that's really really important. Yeah, no, nah,
0: man. Yeah, so many, so many uh, golden nuggets, man. And hopefully quite useful for those in university, those that's already started as well. Definitely, um, if they're, if you are in university right now and you're listening to this, Um, be of help to your friends, man. Because, you know, a lot of your peers in university, even in your very dorm that you're staying in, um, might be suffering in silence, silence man. So send this over to them, like literally send it over to them um, and get it played, man, get it played um jacks we're gonna give a shout out to where we're getting new listeners from um or an area where we've not given a shout out to before or in a while and today we're going to be giving a shout out to an area called germantown which is in maryland usa
1: oh maryland that's where my auntie and my cousins live amazing on,
0: um, maybe, maybe uh they're they're some of their listeners you know potentially potentially
1: actually Yeah, <laughs> welcome to the world fathers podcast um you're here with myself Jax, and the co-host peter On this podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. If you want to know more about what we do, because Walk Finance is more than just a podcast we serve here in the community, head over to www.walkfinance.co.uk. That's www.walkfinance.co.uk. And if you want to engage with us on socials, we are predominantly on Instagram. That's at Walk Finance Team. Again, that's at Walk Finance Team. I hope you are enjoying the episode and gaining tons of value.
0: And if it is Jax's auntie, I shall say, Etty, (laughs) sir. Greetings, greetings (laughs) to you as well. How even though I just butchered your language, but such is life. It wasn't Um, that bad. It
1: wasn't that bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And a shout to listeners all over the world as well. And, Jax, any, any other things on your mind when it comes to budgeting and preparing for university?
1: Yeah, I think I think look, it's it's all about intentionality. I think uh we've talked about finance a lot in this episode, but I think there are other things that I can uh probably advise the young people. Look, I say things like enjoy your time, manage your time effectively, um, you know, join societies. I think that's that's great. Make sure you join societies, make sure you network. That's one thing that I wish I'd done a bit better. You know, mm-hmm. don't just stick with people that look like you or sound you, network mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of different people. Those things are very, very important. You know, make sure you attend the fresher's fair. Mm. Notice, I'm not talking about just fresher's in terms of partying. I'm talking about actually meeting companies that come to your school, Mm. advertise, etc. Look, look for any support. Make sure you have a great relationship with your tutor. Uh, He or she is there to support you. And yeah, those are the kind of pieces of, of advice that I have. But. Um, I just want to say congratulations for making it to university um, and I hope you enjoy your experience and come out um, with an amazing degree.
0: Love it, love it, love that man and I guess on the other side of things what I'll probably say is um, although it's a lovely experience when it comes to personal finance university is university you're going to get different groups of people be mindful of you know peer pressures as well, particularly when it comes to personal finance as well and trying to keep up the Joneses. You might see people who are 18, 19 and wearing the most expensive clothes and stuff like that. Um, Stay in your own lane, man, and be that uh, person that is different as well. And as Jack said, get involved, network, take on all those great opportunities, but definitely just be mindful of your behaviours when it comes to money management whilst at university because these are things you're going to take on for the majority of your life as well, these behaviours. Absolutely. Brilliant, 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 man. Jax, man, always a pleasure for our listeners. Hopefully that was quite useful. If you're not a university student, send it to someone who is, man. We all know someone um, as well. Um, and hopefully that was of value to all of our listeners. And remember all, Damn. stay woke.